Do you know that we have been going for exactly 14 years this month? It's exciting, isn't it? Next year, we'll have to have a 15-year bash, won't we? Uh, we had a 10-year one, so uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, we have grown a lot. We started with 12, by the way, just meeting in a house. Uh, many of us just coming up from Newcastle um, and just planting ourselves here and believing God that one day we would be a big church that uh, reached the city and beyond. We've seen many saved, added, baptized. Many have been turned off church, coming back and finding a place where they can grow in their faith. We want to... We just believe. We, we, if you don't know, we're led by a group of elders, Dan, myself, and Luke, who uh, today is uh, preaching in Amsterdam. <laughs> Good on Luke. Um, and uh, we just believe that actually people grow the best in their faith in God and finding out about Christ in a grace-filled community of believers where you can have fun together, enjoy everything that actually God's got for us. Amen? And the interesting thing is that we're all different, particularly in a, a big city like Edinburgh, we're different. The great news is not that we would all become some sort of monochrome people uh, conforming to one set image, okay? But we would be a multicolored, expressing the many-faceted nature of God himself. And uh, we see this in Ephesians uh, 3.10, which says, To me... The very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unfathomable riches of Christ and to bring to light what is the administration of the mystery which for ages has been hidden in God who created all things so that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Let's just... Hold that a moment and, and just pick out a few things out of that. Because we just felt this was a good scripture to actually um, highlight some of the things this year. I want to draw your attention to that it was a hidden mystery in God for ages, but at the right time was brought to the light. So the actual mystery of how is God God going to bring about salvation for mankind was hidden for many, many years and then was brought to light. Um, I've been reading uh, Zechariah this week and it's just amazing, this, this vision that he has and he sees and, there's, uh, and God speaks through and says, there's going to be this branch that's coming and it's, kinda, it's mysterious there's this branch that's coming, but actually, in one day, basically, the sins of the world are going to be, there's going to be cleansing that's going to happen just in one day. 
I'm thinking, how could Zechariah understand what that meant? But he told a vision. And there was a mystery. It's kind of mystery. Uh, but actually, we understand what that means, that in one day, Jesus died. And on that day, he said, it's finished. I now have done everything that is necessary for anyone, anyone, to be able to, to come to me, have complete forgiveness of their sins, and be able to be with God for eternity. Secondly, we notice that it's through the church. It's through the church that I will make this known. Yeah? And it's through the church that Edinburgh is going to hear this mystery. Not just our church, but it is through the church that actually I'm going to declare and open up this mystery. And thirdly, there is this rather strange word, this manifold, which I guess for people who are working in car engines, you might understand it more. But it's kind of this manifold wisdom. And uh, this is a multifaceted, colored the, the, the Amplified Version says that through the church, the complicated, many-sided wisdom of God in its infinite variety and innumerable aspects might be made known. Terry Virgo, commenting on this verse, says, The glorious church will live forever, a bride adorned for her husband. She is the pinnacle of God's creative skill destined to show forth the multicolored wisdom of God. So there we have it. What are we about as a church? We are there to demonstrate to this city, to Scotland, the multicolored wisdom of God. When we first started, we just needed to keep things simple. However, as church grows, it develops into something that's much more multifaceted. It can appeal to many different ages and stages, different interests, different skill sets. It reflects more widely and can reach different parts of the city's demographic. As an eldership, at meeting with Dave Holden around kind of autumn 2015, we, we looked at the next kind of few years and we said, what's it going to be like? And I want to share some of those things. Firstly, we want to grow to being a people of 400. And you might say, only 400? <laughs> uh, we're, we're around 250, okay? Um, obviously, at the kind of carol service, we're kind of 350, which was great. Uh, but it's good to have tangible goals that you're saying, come on, let's not just think, oh yeah, I want to be thousands. Let's just have a goal that says, so what will it mean to get from where we are to this next point? And also in terms of church growth uh, experts that, that, that you have, uh, they're saying that is a kind of very significant changeable point. So 200 is a changeable point and 400 is a kind of key point that you have to kind of change your structure and how you do things. Let's face it. There's a lot of good things about being smaller. I should know. <laughs> it's a bit like, I don't know if you've seen these, a bit like a, a smart car's parking ability. <clears throat> it's just, 
you're thinking, oh, it's just cheating. How can you just kind of get in there like that? But that's what it can do. Uh, it has a great turning circle. <laughs> probably, <laughs> can probably turn twice in the side of the road. Uh, and of course, its economy is good. In smaller church, you basically know everyone. You can be much more spontaneous. Many churches just sort of hover around this kind of point. And in, in many ways, it's probably kind of a, the sort of under 200 is probably what one man can manage on his own without burning out completely. However, there is a but, and it's a big but. It, it's limited at that size. Why do we want to see ourselves grow to be able to accommodate more? Why do we want to see these views here, which I was incredibly excited about at the carol service, when you see people jostling to try and find a spare little seat on the pew upstairs. It's just great. Um, why? Well, I'm going to give you five whys. Okay, first of all, because we are called to reach many people in this city who currently don't know Jesus. Yeah? Do you want to? Yeah, I should stop a bit and get a bit of, get a bit of feedback. Um, are you excited about that? Yeah? We're, we're not just here for ourselves, are we? <laughs> we're, 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 we we want to worship God and be filled and, and, and learn and grow in God, but we also want others to be part of that. You and I were in that crowd. And I thank God that somebody reached out to me and said, Matthew, I've got, come to my house and have some food. And the rest of the story is history. Um, we're wanting to attract many more people, different ages and backgrounds, which we will do more effectively as we grow. The more of there are of us, the more there are that can actually say, oh, yeah, I'll bring a friend. I'll bring a friend to this. It simply means that we are gonna, we've just got a lot more. Uh, we're, we're in a lot more different parts of the city. We've got a, in a lot more different um, workplaces, different streets. We've just got a wider, diverse number of friends. And we can bring them that they may know Christ and we may share the gospel with them. That's the first point. Secondly, being larger has the benefit of sustainability. We're able to space out the times that you're serving. So right now, if you're on a serving team, you roughly serve or should serve kind of one in four, which means that let's say you're downstairs with the kids one week, at least the next three weeks, you can be up and you could be mixing with people and hearing the preaching uh, and and being upstairs. So you can manage to kind of pull out all the stops and kind of really go for it for a short period of time. There are times that we have to do that in our lives. We just have to go for it. You might be right now in a place at work or at uni or something where actually you're just feeling like, you know what, it's a great idea, Matthew, but you know what, I'm just going you know, full out at the moment. 
And there's times we can do that, but we can't do it long term. Otherwise, you just burn out. So you actually need to space it out. Do you know that if you don't do that, then you, other things are going to suffer. Your health, your family, your marriage, your mental well-being, and your joy in God. You know that burnout in the main leader is one of the commonest problems that actually happens for churches that kind of really have difficulty. The consequences are huge. Teaming it as we do is not only the best way to counteract this, it's actually the biblical model. And that's why we have plurality. But it's not just that we have plurality of eldership. It's also that we actually are delegating and delegating and delegating. And as we get bigger, there's, it's, there's, a, there's a, a, a sense of actually bringing up other people into those things so that you are then leading key areas. Sometimes, you know, 60 people, you know, 100 people leading whole areas, uh, which actually is, you know, great in that kind of way. It was great that actually last year, Anne and I were able to take a two-month sabbatical, which is sort of a, a, a two-month off, and we actually didn't come here. We went to other places, and we had a, just a lot of time with family and with God, uh, and it, we came back revived and rejuvenated. And I came back thinking, you know what, I haven't done this for 20 years, and it was really needed. But we must make sure that we put this into a kind of operation within our kind of policy within the eldership anyway. Uh, and so this year, uh, Dan is going to be taking a two-month sabbatical in the summer, which is going to be great. And I'm believing that it's going to be good for him, good for his family. Amen, Julie. Uh, and in the long run, going to be good for us. He's going to come back refreshed and with new ideas. Thirdly, reflecting this manifold wisdom of God, we're able to demonstrate just so many different kind of hues and shades of gifting and interest. Okay. We're constantly adding new projects to the repertoire at Kings. Okay. Our latest is um, really Hub 104. Okay, uh, here's the guys. Okay, uh, just meeting downstairs on a Friday afternoon, um, which was Gordon's initiative, um, reaching out to the local high school and bringing in uh, high school kids and actually having a youth club. And that's kind of, it's only just started really, only at the end of last year, but we're believing it's going to grow, we're believing it's going to reach out. Um, and you start to be able to do things like this. I think at the beginning, there's no way we could actually do something like that at all. We, um, but as you grow, you're actually able to kind of think, actually, we need to put some money towards this, and this is just a great project that could really bless this area, uh, and we could use somebody with real skill. You know, the thing about Gordon is it's not just it's that he's good with kids, and this is a key point for everyone, it's actually that he's good at being able to equip others with it as well. So it's about, it's not just being good yourself, you've actually then got to be able to equip other people to be good at it too. 
So you're, you're bringing people into your skill base. We've just agreed to employ George for a day and a half, which is just great in terms of the graphics and videos and stuff that we have. You know, I just so enjoy George's videos um, and stuff. So that's going to be another great thing. Again, we're, we're, we're saying this is somebody who's really skilled at that, you know, having done it very early on. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredibly time-consuming when you're not gifted. <laughs> and when you're gifted, you can just bring it together, and it's great as well. Um, so that's another thing. It enables kings to be able to benefit from more variety of excellent gifting, and at the same time providing employment and stability for those people. Fourthly, actually the quality goes up, which is kind of good and bad depending on who you are. Um, <laughs> if you're sort of a mediocre guitar player um, or drum player, uh, then um, <laughs> you might have been sorely needed early on, whereas as it grows, you kind of find yourself sort of less in demand, let's put it. Um, it's, probably, it's probably good for the rest of us. Uh, <laughs> I, I genuinely want to see a church uh, in this country that is rid of that sort of stereotypical image of, of cold, uncomfortable, second best, out of touch. I, I actually don't think this is what Jesus demonstrated at all. I think he was completely in touch and he, he was obviously the best quality you can get. Let's believe for good quality, efficient, relevant, but at the same time responsive to the spirit of God. It also gives us in, uh, a sort of credibility within the city, rather than something that is just dismissed of like, oh yeah, yeah, those guys, it's kind of, well, it's irrelevant, you know, they're just, but actually, when you get to that place, you, you're not overlooked in the same way, and actually you're taken seriously. We actually do need to listen to what these guys are saying. The Bible says, you are the light of the world. That's talking about us, the church. You are the light of the world. It's, it's interesting, because I've been thinking, oh, no, 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 he, he's the light of the world. No, 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 he actually he says, no, you are the light of the world. <laughs> a city set on a hill cannot be hidden. So let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Jesus said this. We're a city set on a hill. We're not a hamlet hidden in the undergrowth. We're a city on a hill. We want Jesus and his community to stand out and bring glory to God, don't we? Yeah? You want to stand out? You want to be noticed? You want to say, actually, we do. We want the gospel. We want Christianity be not just pushed away by the world and kind of delegated to some little dark corner, we actually want to stand out and say, no, no, we believe that we have got the best news that there is in this world, and we want to shout about it. Amen? Fifthly, it's great also that we've been able to give away increasing amounts of cash to help others. 
And much of this is totally down to your generous giving. We give to Bethany Homeless Project. We give to Justice and Care Anti-People Trafficking Charity. We give to Edinburgh City Mission, which i just become a trustee of. We give to New Ground for planting more churches and apostolic mission. We give to Adrian Holloway, who you heard is coming in a couple of weeks' time, um, and helps support him as a full-time evangelist, who I think said he saw over a 1,000 people make commitments last year. It's just amazing. So we're helping that. Uh, and this year, we want to extend that blessing to a local church uh, down in sort of the, the borders, Selkirk kind of area called uh, Hope Church Borders, led by Mike McAllister. Uh, and it's part of, um, we're part of New Ground. It's part of a similar sphere um, called Relational Mission. And um, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that later on, but I, uh, that, that's exciting. We just decided as an eldership that actually this guy who's, who's trying to go uh, full-time just sort of made that step. Uh, he's been having to do other things. We're thinking, actually, what do we believe in? We believe in local church. The fact that it's not part of New Ground doesn't matter. The fact is we want to bless it because it's part of Scotland and it's reaching and it's doing a very similar thing to us. So we're saying let's bless it with some cash. We've got some cash. He hasn't. Let's bless it and believe that it's actually going to grow well. Going back to the smart car metaphor, a bigger church is more like a coach. It uses more fuel. It doesn't have such a good turning circle, but it carries more people and it has toilets. <laughs> I really appreciate you having toilets. I think it was. <laughs> Um, but interestingly, got Paolo over there, he's a bus driver. Interestingly, it needs more, exp uh, more experienced drivers to drive it. Okay. Um, seriously, things do get more complex as you get bigger. Uh, increasingly, there's sort of increasing lines of communication. Uh, things that maybe you could ignore before now become actually very crucial. Um, however, it's really good news for many of you here who uh, actually you thrive on detail, caring for large numbers, making sure that things happen on time, preparation. If those are words that, you know, you just think, yeah, no, I really, that really resounds for me. I really want to think, see things done well in that kind of way, and I feel like I've got gifting in that, then we need you, okay? We need you. There is a place for you. It creates space. We need you in those, in those gaps, Currently, we have uh, six student groups, small groups, okay? Uh, those are groups that meet midweek uh, in people's homes. And we have nine non-student groups, okay? So 15. Uh, and we're just believing that these are going to grow each year. So we've decided to actually have a, 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 a slightly new structure on it, deploying what we're going to call a, a cluster uh, arrangement. Um, where we can gather together within these sort of clusters, 50 to 60 people. Um, we can then address certain specific issues to that group. Maybe it could be, you know, about moving, life moving from student life 
to work life? What's, what are some of the changes going to happen for you uh, when you actually do do a kind of nine to five? Um, maybe for others it's going to be parenting or marriage or coping with stress, okay? But it, it's going to enable us also to have a sort of better oversight over uh, each group and help us plan for new groups better. We're believing that we want to be looking constantly and having really good oversight over, so what's the next one? Who's, who's coming up in that small group that could lead a small group in a few months' time? And we're wanting to look at that and actually have a good process. So we're going to start this... Uh, we're going to start this arrangement this year and uh, have some of those sort of cluster gatherings uh, of small groups kind of on a Sunday night where we're going to gather, we're going to have its own worship, its own teaching uh, that's going to be specific and clear for those different people. We have, you know, we have small groups of kind of, let's say, 8 to 15. Uh, we have a group like this, and we don't have lots in between that at the moment. So this is going to kind of fill some of that middle ground that actually we're going to have. And we're going to start with sort of two clusters. We've already got a student cluster, and then we're going to have two other clusters. Um, and we're going to start with that. But uh, you know, later on, those clusters will obviously grow. Um, some might be saying right now, yeah, OK, we hear all this. Um, we're just a bit concerned, Matthew, about size affecting our ability to be responsive. Uh, and spontaneous to the Spirit of God's leading. Surely, you know, uh, my concern is that we're gonna, just going to get very organizational and we're going to stop really uh, being uh, sensitive to God. I want to reassure you that um, you're, in terms of that cue for uh, this particular issue, I would be uh, first in line. I am not going to allow us to do that. Uh, although a coach does take longer to turn, and I was kind of watching, kind of, I was watching, I was on the bus the other day and just watching the kind of wide circle that this kind of, you know, normally you just kind of like turn the wheel and kind of go there, and the bus is having to go right out here and kind of turn, isn't this right, Paolo? Yeah. Uh, and you're having to turn right away and kind of come in like this, and I was thinking, yeah, yeah, no, that's interesting how it has to do that. Um, otherwise, you just kind of crunch. <laughs> all that stuff as you just turn. Uh, so although you have that, um, it still remains a vehicle on the move, okay? The consequences of a sudden lane change, however, <laughs> to other road users is really magnified up in terms of a, a bus to a smart car. Uh, you know, uh, you're going to do serious damage if you actually just quickly change lanes and kind of forget to signal. Um, so we still believe that we do need to hear God and act in a responsive way, but we need to put it into action in a way that takes a lot more thinking ahead and planning and signaling early. Um, we, we, last year, we actually as elders, I remember one particular elders meeting, we just seemed like we just did this huge U-turn and we were all like, oh, no, we all know where we stand on these kind of issues. And suddenly, you know, I don't know, we, we came together. We had a t God just kind of touched us. And we just decided then and there, actually, you know how we're completely against doing academy up in Edinburgh? And we're actually, we're saying, no, no, it should, this is a, a Bible training course uh, that actually nine people were doing. 
uh, and going down to London, flying down to London every month to do, I think we should do it here. And suddenly we just went, actually, but we've always said no. Yeah, well, I think we're wrong. I think we just need to change. And we just, we just change. We just went, yep, okay, let's do it. And we just changed. You know, and we did a very similar thing, you know, just in the same meeting, I think it was. You know, we just decided, actually, let's also just bring Gordon out and let's kind of start paying him part-time. So actually, let's, let's put some money towards that and let's bring him out so that we can actually see a youth work that is going to reach uh, our community. So I want to say that actually we are still hearing from God. It just, we just have to plan a lot more ahead in order uh, to do that. We're still very committed to training and raising up leaders, filling the gaps uh, that has uh, created in a growing church, and also planting new churches. Uh, I just mentioned Academy a moment ago. Uh, it has been a major thrust for us. In 2014, we saw nine people faithfully going down to London every month. Uh, however, uh, since we started in September 2015, um, that has grown to over 40 people, which has just been really exciting. And for those, all those people who go to Academy go, yeah! Yeah! Yeah, good. Okay, oh, that was good. That's good. Um, <clears throat> Anne and I have been uh, slightly late adopters in this thing, so we didn't go the first year, we've been in this next year. Uh, but um, to be honest, I couldn't recommend it more highly. I mean, having seen it and just sitting on, under this teaching, I just like, this is brilliant. And I've, you know, I've been a Christian over 40 years. You know, so it's kind of, you know, it's just brilliant stuff. Uh, so I do want to, we're going to, it's going to be a great, another opportunity to actually sign up for uh, September 2016. So just, you know, if, if you haven't signed and you're thinking, mm, maybe I should be doing it, maybe I should be doing it, I'm going to say, just say yes. You know, do this kind of U-turn thing and just go, yeah, I think I will do it. I'm going to do it. Um, and I want to thank Luke. Davidaitis for heading that up um, again, doing an absolutely excellent job. Um, bigger church enables us to be able to release team members, and I've already mentioned that he's been able to release him over to go and help. Uh, actually, at the church plant in Amsterdam, he's, that's where he's preaching. Um, we're also uh, have released Dan somewhat to be able to. He's now heading up Alpha uh, in Edinburgh and kind of Lothian's area. So that's really exciting, gathering many churches. And I'm seeing more churches coming since Dan was leading it and actually getting more involved and connecting. So I just want to commend Dan for that as well, uh, just doing something that is just brilliant in terms of seeing more people saved and coming into the kingdom of God. Um, I mentioned earlier about helping the uh, church plant in Selkirk. Another great spin-off uh, this year is that we're going to host the MyCon uh, 16 conference. We had the MyCon 15 conference last year, which was kind of for us, really. Um, this year it's going to be, uh, you can see, the 20th to 22nd of May. Um, but as a slight difference, and it's, I think it's a very exciting difference, um, we are going to include some other churches into it. Ephesians 4 says, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace, for there is one body, one spirit, and just as you've been called to one glorious hope for the future. Uh, so what we're doing this year in May is we uh, have invited 
for the guys from that Selkirk church to come, and also for Goff Hope, who is one of their sort of apostolic leaders, to come up and actually will be uh, preaching at the, uh, on the day uh, on that conference. Uh, and we've also kind of opened it up to some of the Christ Central churches uh, in the rest of Scotland, see, seeing what happens with that. So I just think it's a great thing. We're saying it's, uh, we're calling it Together for Scotland. Um, and I think that's, you're going to hear more about that. I just want to say, make sure you put it in your diary. Just remember that date because it's going to be significant uh, in terms of what we're doing. We can do that and put that on. Since the beginning of Kings, we have been committed to seeing other churches planted in Scotland. So with careful planning with Dave Holden, we've begun a small group in Livingston in the last few months with um, meeting at Dave and Libby's. Uh, and Anne and I have been sort of temporarily kind of heading that up. Uh, at the moment, we're seeing about 12 to 15 adults attend each time um, forever. For those people that are sort of living out that way, kind of the West Lothian area, it does get increasingly difficult to make the trek to here. Um, it's even harder if you're trying to convince somebody who's completely unchurched and in Livingston and saying, why don't you come along here, uh, or Lynn Lithgow. Um, so we're believing that actually this small group will eventually turn into a church plant. We're going to work on gathering some local people in. Um, and also we're praying for people like uh, Michael and Becky and Joe and Lloyd and many others uh, to help them sell their homes and move uh, within spitting distance. Uh, so it kind of really works well as a community. If you're interested in finding out about that yourself, um, then obviously housing is cheaper over there, uh, then <laughs> come and uh, let me know. Nearly done. Um, another great goal we have this year, and I think it is with real prophetic emphasis, is to see more people saved. Um, last term we saw one of the most successful alphas we've had, seeing several people making commitments to Christ. Uh, I'm sure some of you are here as a result of that. Uh, others are still very interested. Uh, we began with a big Alpha Supper, um, and uh, we had a comedian, Mark Palmer, um, probably one of the best attended that we've had in terms of that kind of Alpha Supper. And then we had a good-sized group that kind of carried on uh, each week and also one of the biggest groups we've ever had going uh, on the weekend away. We already have another... I'm told, even better comedian. I don't know quite how they, how they grade, whether the sort of jokes get certain, you know, it's a six out of ten, they got more hand claps, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, apparently, um, even better comedian booked for this autumn. So we're already, again, thinking ahead and booking that in, which you have to do. Um, yeah. Uh, at Hope Stories, we saw nine people make commitments, which is very exciting. Uh, and I think around all we kind of saw, in terms of people just saying, yeah, I do want to know Jesus, uh, probably about 24 people kind of making some sort of commitment. Um, I think coming back from my time away, uh, this is one of the main things that I'd sort of caught from my sabbatical time, and I had a new faith for, 
Uh, I'd seen how other church groups like Hillsong's have regular converts each week and grow rapidly. And I thought, you know, I just think we can do the same. I think in the past I've been put off by churches that have uh, basically sort of geared the whole preach to the non-believer and have sort of chopped out charismatic gifts of the Spirit uh, to also kind of try and come in line with that. And I kind of thought, no, I don't want to do that. Whereas I actually saw something which was a way of us continuing our excellent preaching and uh, openness to the gifts of the Spirit on a Sunday morning, but also giving opportunity for people to make some sort of confession of faith and cross the line. I'm not saying that every single person who puts their hands up is kind of born again. Okay, what I am saying is though that they have made some sort of step that is saying, I want to know Jesus more. Uh, and I think that's really good. And we're giving each of those people a Bible uh, and we're going to have a team that actually helps kind of uh, helps those people through to actually get to know uh, God more. Um, I just want to encourage you on that then to say, I do feel like this is something this year that I, uh, as elders, we're standing in faith for. I, I'm believing that we would see 40 people uh, make some sort of response uh, this year in that way, uh, which is far, far more than we've ever seen before. Uh, and I do feel like it's an open door for us. And I want to say, you know, do bring, it, it is about you bringing your, chatting to your friends and bringing your friends along um, with you. Finally, um, for all of these things to kind of happen and to expand and be flourishing um, and for new ground to be taken, we need to keep increasing our resources. As I'm talking, can we just have the band come up? That'd be great. Um, I can do both those things again. Uh, last year, financially, uh, we actually came in, in terms of we set budgets and it goes in front of the trustees and everything, uh, we came in 8K above what we had planned, which was ex really exciting. Um, we, uh, this year, we want to pay, as I said, George for a day and a half. We want to release Chris Rawson more. Uh, he's taking more of what Dan has been doing in the past, and so it releases Dan and it helps Chris. Uh, we want to... Um, renovate the dungeon downstairs, which is where Hub 104 meets, and we do lots of other things, and a lot more besides. To do this, uh, we need to increase our giving by about 3K a month, which I am in complete faith that we will be able to do. Um, so if you haven't quite got round uh, to basically setting kind of regular giving, can I just encourage you to do so if you want to know how to do that please see the information desk at the back or follow the link on the newsletter, uh, email newsletter. Um, or maybe you've just got more money coming in. Um, you've, you've got a pay rise or something that's happened um, and you can actually think, you know what, I could give a bit more than I was giving last year. I just want to encourage you to do that. So, all said, I am very excited about the year ahead. God has done more than we could have imagined. The last 14 years has been very exciting indeed. I want to say though that vision only, um, it only comes into being if we mix vision with faith and we personally apply it to the, ourselves. So 
What you and I have got to say is, what can I do to get involved? And I want to give you four things. You can ring a friend. You can up your giving. You can sign on and be part of a team and say, yeah, no, I want to serve. Or you can move to a slow and you can join us in this, okay? And say, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be part of this. And I want to count on me, okay? I believe that 2016 is going to be a great year for kings. We are going to be more multicolored. And we are, like the city set on a hill, going to be bringing glory to God. Amen? Let's stand.